to the Cooler Women's Wellness Tribe, the podcast. Get comfortable, get your walking shoes on and let's get going. Hello, wealthy people, how are we? Welcome back to Women's Wealth with Joanne. And I'm your host today. You know that if you've been here before. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Everybody is welcome here. And I'm on my own again today. So if you listened to my previous, I might have not said it last time actually, but yeah, January, all about my solo, solo podcasts. I just wanted a good month of, you know, getting back into it, starting 2024 strong. But I do already have some amazing guests already recorded. I have two podcast recordings today and you know what? I'm really excited. Um, I was thinking like, oh my God, have I gone through all the guests that I could have? But no, it appears not. And there are so many amazing people out there who have so many stories to tell that, yeah, another whole year of content coming up, guys. Very exciting. So today I'm talking about something which I've been working on, something that I didn't know I had and something that you may not have ever thought about either because I didn't and I'm going to explain, you know, what it is and how to overcome it because it's something that I think a lot of us, especially women, do have and that's something called, well, there's a couple of names a saviour complex or white knight complex. So I'm sure just by the title, you can, you know, work out what that has, you know, what it's to do with. And this is something that can get in the way of your own life, your own healing. And it's something that we have to work to overcome because once we are trying to be that white knight, it does affect relationships with other people and with yourself. So what is it? So it's, if you've ever felt that burning need to rescue someone, and the main thing is that even if they didn't ask for it, that is the world of having a savior complex. So it's not walking around thinking you're, you know, you're God. It's not that type of savior complex. It's being like an over, overzealous superhero swooping down, you know, to rescue everyone and everything and every hint of trouble. And you might be thinking, okay, that's not a bad thing, but it can cause more harm than good. And that's when we need to reflect and see if we can pull back a little bit. So, you know, we have these aspirations and, you know, they come from the heart. But with the saviour complex, it can be a double-edged sword. So, you know, we believe if we have this complex that... We are the only ones capable of saving, fixing, rescuing others from their struggles. And again, you might think, well, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. You know, we're stepping up, we're helping people. But it comes from a place of 
You know, we want to do it and it's more that we want to do it for us rather than that person who we're trying to help actually asking for help. And that's when it becomes an issue. So there's a quote that I've written down here. So be mindful of your motivations when you offer assistance. Being a white knight might feel good initially, but genuine support respects autonomy and builds capacity instead of creating dependency. So we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. So what do we need to do? So today I'm going to guide you through a little bit of self-exploration. We're going to try and understand some of the complexities of Saviour Complex and more importantly, discovering ways to overcome it. And I'm going to share my own story with this as well. So I've done a little bit of research into this and I've found a few practical and enlightening strategies that will not only help you to sort of step out of this, but they will also help you to pave the way for healthier relationships, more personal growth and more genuine empathy as well. Before we get into all of that, what I want to do is just share with you a little analogy. And this is where it'll make more sense or you'll be able to see where you may be stepping into this saviour complex or this white knight complex for yourself. The analogy is all to do with a tugboat and a lighthouse. Now, the tugboat is the saviour complex. So I want you to imagine there's a little boat, there's a massive storm, it needs help. But the people on the boat are not really doing anything. They're just letting the storm batter them, throw them around. And you're a little tugboat on the shore. So you see this boat and you're like, I must, I must go and save them. I must go and save them. But you're also only a small little boat. But you go out, fight the waves, you go and find the little boat. They don't really want help. They're not grateful on the boat. But you still tie them up to your own little tugboat and you're pulling them into shore. You're getting crashed about by the waves. You're getting hurt. You're banging your head. They don't care. And they don't say thank you at the end either. So you've pulled them to shore, they get out of the boat and they walk off and you're left battered and bruised. That is the saviour complex. That's what could happen, obviously, metaphorically speaking. Now, with the lighthouse, this is where we strive to be. So there's a storm, that same little boat is getting battered, they're being thrown all over the place and you're the lighthouse. So you're just standing tall you're shedding light, you're showing where the light is, you're showing which way they need to go and it's up to that little boat if they're going to choose it. So they have to put their work and they have to choose that they want to make a change and leave the storm and make their own way towards the lighthouse so they can get off the boat and then they will turn around and be grateful for the lighthouse because the lighthouse has guided them there. They've not been forced and pulled through the waves. I hope that makes sense. And I think it's a really, really nice way to understand the difference between being the saviour complex. We don't want to be that tugboat. We're going to wear ourselves out. We need to be the lighthouse. This is what we strive to be. We want to be a lighthouse. So 
I'm going to share a few other little things with you as well. So these are my own personal stories and I am, or I was guilty, especially in my past relationship of sort of stepping into this saviour complex. I was the only person that could change my ex-partner's life because he was doing things that he shouldn't and I was the only person that could do that and it was ended up being so toxic so I'm going to share some more examples with you. So I want you to think about you're in your garden, it's a beautiful morning and there's a knock at the door. Someone is banging at your door and it's one of your neighbours and their car won't start so they want to borrow your car. So, you know, they need to get to work They've got or they've got a job interview. So you're in the garden, you're busy and you hand over your keys. You say, go on, take my car, it's fine. And, you know, I'll ring the broken down car company, I can't think what they're called, the rescue, and I'll sort it, I'll sort it, off you go. So your neighbour goes and, you know, they're happy, they've got the car and you go away and you do all the ringing round. However, you're then left without a car. So you've jumped in and you also need to go somewhere that day. But you've just given your car to your neighbour and you're left without a car. So your saviour complex there hasn't thought it through. You've put someone else's needs before yours and now you're also left stranded. This happened to me. I once years and years and years and years ago foolishly let someone use my car because that's what I did and then when I came to get my car it had a big dent in the side and of course they denied it and you know it was fine because I had insurance but it was kind of a bit of a slap in the face you try to do something nice and then they dent your car they crash into your car or they claim that somebody hit the car when it was parked So just think about, have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever given your car only to then be left without a car and you're stuck then because you're trying to save? Let's carry on with some examples here. So again, we're thinking we're in our saviour complex. We think we, you know, we're trying to get a grip on our lives and, you know, we know we can help other people. And every spare moment that we have is devoted to helping friends, family, neighbours. And it could be money, offering a shoulder for them to lean on, you know, fixing things, running around after them. You're always there ready to be the hero. How tiring is that? So maybe you can already notice where you do this. Where are you people pleasing so much that your own life is put out? Where are you not setting the boundaries because we're in this saviour complex that we don't want to say no. We don't want that guilt of saying no and upsetting people so we have it affect our own life. We need to be this white knight. And I can give so many examples of all of those. Lending money when you don't have money to lend. Give somebody. And then... You feel guilty for asking for your own money back. Or they then have some kind of issue when you ask for the money back. You're like, hello, excuse me, it's my money. I was kind enough to lend it to you. I also have a story um, 
around that as well. I have another car story where I lent someone my car and, you know, I thought I was well within my rights to ask for them to bring it me back and they wouldn't. And then when I did collect it, they'd used all my petrol and had filled it back up for me. And, you know, here I am thinking I did, a right, did the right thing. And once again, I'm out of a car and I'm out of pocket because I had to fill the car back up. Even though I did say I've just filled it up, you know, maybe I didn't make it clear because I'm the saviour. Would I ask for you to fill the car back up? So <clears throat> we carry on this pattern and eventually our own existence begins to unravel. Our own gardens start to die because we're tending to everyone else's gardens. We can't pay our own bills because, you know, we're lending money to everyone else and helping everyone else. Our health starts to deteriorate, our mental health, because we're so consumed with rescuing others, we're not thinking about our own well-being. We must check in in on X, Y, and Z. I must do this for X, Y, and Z. Oh, I can't say no to X, Y, and Z because they're going to be upset. But I'm so tired and all I want to do is sleep. I need a weekend at home. I don't really want to go, but I'm going to go anyway. So what we end up doing is we forsake our own needs because we're trying to save everyone else. So maybe this is hitting a chord with you, maybe not. Maybe you just, mm, I think so. And this can happen even if you're a mother, you're a wife. Are you trying to be the saviour of your family rather than enjoying being a mother, enjoying being a wife? So just have a little reflection there. Are you doing too much? Are you trying to save everyone around you? Are you the saviour for your friends? Are you that friend who has voice note after voice note or call and you're listening to everyone else's problems? You're trying to, you know, help them with their breakups, their makeups, any everything that we sort of listen to with other people but do you keep yours in even though you really want to talk about it because your friend has so much going on you don't want to upset her what we need to do is find a healthy more balanced approach and that is possible and that comes with setting boundaries and prioritizing your own self-care learning how to say no and it is hard I'm still learning you might lose people on the way, you know, lose friends, not, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to die, but you might lose, <laughs> I feel like I sound a bit dramatic, but people might drop off because you stop being that saviour and they've kind of put you on that pedestal and you're always going to be there because that's what you do, however you can't be. What we want to do for ourselves is fall back in love with ourselves. We want to tend to our own garden, pay our own bills. We want to socialize and do things that interest us and have people along with us that support that rather than put us in a position where we're pulling them along. We're the tugboat. We want to be the lighthouse. We want these hobbies. We want these things that we do, that we shine a light, that people are like, wow, can I join you? Instead of you pulling them along. 
we can still help each other. You know, you can still be there for other people. But once they notice a change in you that you're not sort of dragging them through and saving their life every single day, they will start to appreciate your support even more. So you'll become the lighthouse and they'll appreciate you and thank you for the light rather than you pulling them through and forcing them to do things when they haven't even asked for it either. So that was my case in my relationship before I came to Dubai. It was very toxic, but I was this saviour and I was going to be the one that turned, turned it all around and, you know not that party lifestyle you're going to settle down and everything's going to be nice and happy and I was just pulling along this boat that didn't want to come and it ended up very like I said I've just said toxic there's no other word for it toxic violent uncomfortable unenjoyable and that was because I was putting myself into this saviour complex of I can do this and I can make this better. And it wasn't up to me because the other person didn't want to come. So what is this saviour complex? And it is actually, it's not a mental mental health, but it does come under, obviously, psychology. And it's something that people do go to therapy for. You know, some people really, really struggle with having this saviour complex and they're not able to work through it. So they, they ask for help, which, yes, you should be. So if you think you would struggle with setting boundaries and you need support with that, of course, find a coach, find a therapist. And as I've said, it's our intentions come from genuine compassion but there is always a self-serving component with it. It might be that we have low self-esteem. And I think for me, it might have been low, probably not my low self-esteem and just needing to have that validation, that praise, that power, that self-worth of I've rescued this relationship or I've rescued this person. But this results in exhaustion and we inadvertently enable enable unhealthy behaviors in those that we aim to assist because if they don't want help they're going to backfire it's going to backfire and they're just going to do more of what we're asking them not to because in their head they're living their life so savior complex as well when i've been reading about this like where does it come from what causes it so it could be, like I've just said, for me, I think it was just external validation by helping others too much, just wanting to to be there and have that, you know, well done, thank you. So what causes this? What causes this saviour complex? Nobody really knows. It's not a medical diagnosis. So it could just be, like I said, for me, It's more external validation. Maybe you feel inadequate. So you do things for other people to get externally validated. So you help others. They say, thank you. You feel good about it. Or, you know, you have this little passion project to try and save someone's life. It makes you feel good. Other things that could, you know, 
bring this saviour complex on. It could be past experience and trauma. You know, think back to childhood. Many of us or many people who have a saviour complex might have gone through something significant in their younger life or a challenging life event. It could be neglect. It could be that, you know, you witnessed suffering from a loved one. So you don't want to relive that. So you try and, you know, step up and look after other people to make up for that. I think that for me, because when I was younger, my mum also had a toxic relationship. Mine mirrored that. (laughs) I think I've spoken about this before. But I feel like... I wanted to help my mum and then I couldn't because I was only young and then as I was growing older I stepped into this helping role of helping everyone because I couldn't do it as well as I wanted to. I've already said the need for validation again I think for me that's what it was as well so you know well done you've changed someone's life amazing. It can be and like I said it's not medically diagnosed but it can link to other mental health conditions so it can be an underlining obviously I'm not a doctor this is just what I've written down in my notes and so I'm just mentioning that because I wrote it in my notes but obviously I am not a doctor it could just be down to personal beliefs and values so you know what you think should be what you think or how you think someone should treat other people it could be religion it could be an ideology it could just be that you're, you're, you have high moral values that you always put other people before yourselves and this has become a part, a part of your personality. It could be family dynamics. So, you know, an upbringing where there was a lot of expectation on, on you and just then as an adult, you've, um, you've stepped into this role as an adult. You can't shake it off. Now, why am I talking about this? Why am I sharing? Because it can be harmful. And I've learned the hard way. And then when someone said to me about, it sounds like you have a little bit of this. You need to sort of, you know, stop the people pleasing, stop trying to save. Because the effects, there's a lot. And you might be listening to this thinking, oh my God, yes, there's burnout. People with a saviour complex often take on more than they can handle. That equals burnout. You neglect your own self-care. So those are the saviour complex. You'll, you know, you tend to see, see to others before you see to yourself. Dependency. So people who constantly rely on a saviour figure may become dependent and lose their own ability to solve problems. It can strain your relationships. And that's exactly what happened to me. You know, I should have just let it lie, stopped trying to save it. You know, probably would have had a couple of years of peace. (laughs) But constantly trying to rescue something that didn't didn't and shouldn't have been saved. It can sometimes enable destructive behaviour. So in some cases, helping too much can allow destructive behaviour in others. Financial irresponsibility, addiction, you know, pushing people to do things that pushing them further away. People with a saviour complex can also often have unrealistic expectations for themselves. 
And then you feel constantly disappointed and frustrated because these expectations that you have for yourself, you're not hitting. You may also feel isolated. You're on your own because you're constantly doing things for other people who don't necessarily want your help. So, you know, you're just there, you're waiting, you're like, okay, I've done all of these things, where is everybody? But they're not going to say thank you because some of the times you're forcing it on them. And then one of the main things as well, lack of boundaries. If we have a lack of boundaries, these things just keep happening and happening and happening and it's a vicious circle. So what do we do? There are a few things that we can do and I'm just going to go through some of the things that I did that, you know, helped me to overcome my own. So I guess the first thing to do is be self-aware. So once someone had, it was my mentor actually sort of gone through this with me and I was like, oh my God, yes, I was aware of it. And that was my first step. So I was able to identify then when I was stepping into this and, you know, pulling myself back. I then started journaling. Of course, journaling helps with this, but just reflecting on my past experiences, you know, looking at when I was really trying to save everyone and everything learning about my upbringing, what happened when I was a child, why was I, you know, where have I picked this up from? And I was able to then say, okay, I think and I feel like I wanted to really help my mum more, but I couldn't, I was a child. And then I think this, as I grew up on reflection, this is what's carried me through. Then prioritising your own self-care. Self-care isn't selfish, it's essential. And We need self-care to maintain our own emotional and mental health. So I started to put boundaries in place, dedicate my own time to my own self-care, you know, nurturing my inner self, not just, you know, being there, doing things with other people all the time because I didn't want that guilt and I didn't want them to be upset. I also learned how to listen more. So just knowing that not everyone wants a problem solver sometimes people just want to talk and you can keep your mouth shut and learning to say do you mind if I you know do you mind if I do this or you know can I do this for you instead of I'm doing so just asking because sometimes people will say no and then you're saving yourself a lot of time Learning how to set firm boundaries. Again, I've spoken about this. I never, ever used to have any boundaries. Yep, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. And, you know, my gut, my intuition was telling me no, but my mouth was saying yes. I think that's a song, is it? No, it's not. (laughs) And then I also learned how to redefine my approach to helping. So I reassessed what it meant to help people. It doesn't necessarily involve running around, giving people things, doing things for people. It could just be, I'm here if you need me. And then finally, confront your fears because this is scary. Someone, not scary as in, "Ah," but it's a huge change for some people. And being, being a witness to your own change can also be scary. So when, again, I was like, oh my God, I think I have that (laughs) or I had that or I'm working through that unintentionally. So I would say maybe three years ago, four years ago. And for me, 
I also was like, oh my God, it answered a lot of questions as to why I couldn't let the past relationship go. Why I became controlling, not in a sense of you can't do that, you can't do, you know, controlling in a sense of this will work because you're going to do all of these things and I'm going to help you. You're going to speak to X, Y, Z. You're going to do this. You're not going to do this. You know, trying to be that saviour. So just then reflecting on that and like, oh my God, that was me and this is how I'm going to work through it. And once you put these things into place, it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders because, you know, it's more of a genuine help when people ask for help. So when people ask for my help now, yes, I'm there. I'm not like, no, sorry, I have boundaries, but I'm not trying to force it. I don't try to, you know, poke my nose in <laughs> where it's not wanted to try and, you know, pull them ashore, going back to the tugboat. I'm not forcing, I'm not, you know, going out in the waves myself. I'm stood and I'm shining my light. I'm that lighthouse for other people to see where they need to go. And if they want to come, they can follow and they can ask. If they don't, then they can stay in the ocean and face the waves until they ask, until they see my light. So I hope that makes sense. And, you know, it's really, really not a bad thing, but helping others should be more about empowering them to find their own strength and not about satisfying our own needs to become a hero. So next time you're doing something, are you empowering for somebody else? Sorry, when you're helping, you know, are you empowering that person to be able to do this out on their own or to be independent of you? Or are you taking it all on and you're just going to be the hero because you've done it? And it could be in any situation, friends, family, being a mom, being a wife. So just ask yourself, who is this benefiting? Is it benefiting them? Am I showing them the way and then I can set them free and they're going to do it on their own? Or am I just taking on the burden, taking on their chaos? So just having that reflection. And that is it for today. So I would love to know if you've listened to the podcast today. If you were like, oh my God, that is me. Let me know. And let me know if you have any questions about anything I've said today. That's not me being a saviour. <laughs> That's me just wanting to know and wanting to understand, you know, hearing your stories. That would be amazing. That's why I'm here. And of course, if you do need any support, I'm the lighthouse. I'm shining my light. You know where I am. Thank you so much for spending the last 30 minutes listening to me talk. And I will be back one more solo podcast for the podcast for this month. Um, yeah, and I'll see you all very soon. And that's it today, everybody. I hope you have a lovely week and I'll see you again next week. Don't forget, five stars, download, tell your friends. You're amazing.